As we remain standing before the Lord, we're going to look into the scriptures. Praise God. We're going to read from Psalm 119 verse 9. Psalm 119 9. Amen. How can a young person stay pure by obeying your word? Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the instructions in God's word that is given to us. We pray that we will follow your instructions and live big. Father, when we follow your instructions, we are able to experience the abundance of life that only you can give us. In every realms of our lives, we pray that we will experience that abundance, Father. Thank you, Lord. When we are connected to Jesus, we can experience that abundance. And we pray that everything that strains that relationship with Jesus will be mended and your word will shed light into our life so that, Father, we can experience everything that God has in store for us. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. We claim victory in the name of Jesus. We say what the word says. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. I don't know how many of you guys know today is a special Sunday. How many of you know today is a special Sunday? What's the speciality? Anybody knows? Anybody knows what's the speciality today? Nobody? Huh? Easter, that was last week. Oh, it's a national prayer day. Okay, all right, that's good. Well, for us, it's our family day. All right, it's our family day. That means a portion of our children are worshiping with us. So, we have taken a, a small deviation from the, the theme that we were discussing. What was that? You got help, all right? Since you guys already have help, we're going to take a small break for today. And we're going to pick up next week with you need help, okay? That will be next week. But today we're going to look into, um, today's message is titled, The Million Dollar Question, okay? The Million Dollar Question, okay? All right. When you read the scriptures, it's very interesting. The scripture poses lots of questions. But the scripture also gives us answer to those questions. Sometimes the answers you got to search because there is always a connecting word in the scripture. And that's the reason we need to become people who read the scripture. Because we find the connections, praise the Lord. And it's also important that we orient ourselves and make ourselves familiar with the scripture. Because when a preacher comes to preach or a teacher comes to teach, he does not have the time to break down everything. So when he is preaching, you need to be sharp to start connecting the dots. Okay? That's why we have to orient ourselves in the scripture so that you will connect it immediately. If not, what the preacher says will just, you know. And then the Holy Spirit does the same thing. What? The Holy Spirit reminds us of the teachings of Christ. And as we repeat this over and over again, that's the reason 
we have to make ourselves familiar with the teachings of Christ so that the spirit of god can connect our events our life issues our trials our problems with the solution in the scripture praise the lord the spirit of god will say here it is this is the connection this is the connecting point which becomes a bridge that takes you from your problem to your solution praise the lord often time we stand on the shores of problems not knowing how to go forward and the spirit of god wants to help us by building a bridge from our problems to our solution and that bridge is the word of god he will highlight those words he will enlighten us and remind us of god's word so that we cannot we don't need to be stranded on the shores of problem we can step on to the bridge that the holy spirit prepares for us right into the shore that leads us into the solutions to the issues that plague our lives and our minds here we see the servant of god is posing a question how can a young man keep his ways pure and the translation goes like this how can young person stay pure purity whether it's in nature in products in things that we consume we all are looking for purity in relationship we look for purity so we look for purity in everything if you are picking a bottle of water you look at it poland spring water okay they claim it's 100% pure you take any store brand they also claim it's 100% pure they say it's purified water the other day i was reading something and i saw that one of the most pristine places in in a particular island they all of a sudden started finding plastic minute pieces that is coming onto the shore and they were worried that it's going to destroy tourism and it's going to affect the lives of people so we see whether it's in nature or in produce or in any realms of life there are contaminants that contaminates that corrupts the purity that is needed praise the lord from nature to everything around us whether it's products or manufacturing we see that there are contaminants and unless there is some kind of mechanisms in place to safeguard those though and keep those contaminants away it can seep into that which is claimed to be pure and contaminate that praise god and when you read the scripture the scripture gives so much premium to purity the scripture promotes purity purity in doctrine in teaching because if we do not know the right from the wrong what it can do is it can it can deviate us from the purpose of god and it doesn't take too much all it takes is a little bit for us to be deviated from the paths of god so god's people ought to be people who are diligent who are always watching carefully discerning and searching the scriptures to understand what is right and what is wrong praise god now the holy spirit brings something up here very interesting how can a young man stay pure so obviously the implied message is twofold one god expects us to be pure 
Tell your neighbor, God expects me to be pure. Praise the Lord. Yes. Praise God. Now, if he expects us to be pure, good thing about God is he does not just simply throw the expectations at us. Praise God. He also makes provisions. He also gives us revelations and instructions so that we can maintain that purity. Praise God. And the beautiful thing about my God is, he knows that we live in a world that is tainted with sin. Praise God. And because we live in a world that's tainted with sin, he also knows the potential of this sin to corrupt our minds, to have an entry into our lives and corrupt our lives and taint our lives from our thought life to our very actions. He knows that there is a potential because we live in a world which has sin all over us, all around us. We cannot escape the presence of sin. Therefore, the word of God gives us the provision of God in case you are tainted. You are not hopeless. He says, listen, I made provisions for you so that you don't have to stay tainted. Wow, wow, wow. God is so good. Oh my God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he makes the provision easily accessible so that we can tap into that provision and become everything that God wants us to become. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there is an expectation. How can a man... Young man keep himself pure. Praise the Lord. Now, I don't know how, I don't know about you guys, but most of the older people that I know of, they like to keep themselves young. Tell me, what is the evidence that they want to keep themselves young? They would look at you and say, oh my goodness, I wanted to be like Jeremiah. What do you think they do to keep themselves young? Anybody? Huh? Creams, okay, very good. That's a young man saying, I wanted an older person to say, what do you do to, to keep yourself young, at least looking young? Huh? Exercise, very good. Dieting, very good. And thank God for the colors that we have. You know, when the colors stop working, we just shave it off. Praise the Lord. Thank God for all the techniques that we have to stay and remain young. We always want to remain young. Praise the Lord. And if nothing works, we say that we are young at heart. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, we all want to be young at heart. There's nothing wrong in it. And the best thing is, this is what I said, God, is, God wants his best for us. In the future, regardless of how old we will be when we pass away from this world, when we have a resurrected body, you know what the Bible says? We're going to be like young people. That's what the Bible says. If you don't know after the church, you can come to me. I'll show it to you. The Bible says we're going to be like young so eat your heart out, all you young people. We're going to beat you both ways. You know how? We were young once, and one day we're going to be young again. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Okay, let's come back to the scripture. Praise God. So, young people faces challenges in life. Young at heart faces challenges in life. Praise the Lord. Young and old faces challenges in life. But when the Bible is addressing the young people, there is a reason behind it. Because life is full of promises. And life is full of pitfalls. Let me repeat it. 
Life is full of promises. And life is full of pitfalls. The Bible gives us instructions so that you and I can navigate through the pitfalls of life and experience all the promises that God has for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God knows the potential that he has embedded in young ones. Young ones are full of life. You are full of promises. You are full of potential. You are brimming with energy. You are bursting with power and promise. And God wants you to reach the pinnacle of God's providence for you. But there is an enemy in this world who wants to make sure that you do not reach the pinnacle of God's promise. So what does he do? He puts a pitfall here. He puts a trap there. He has schemes. He has booby traps all over the place. Praise God. And when we are careless and casual with life, you have the possibility of falling into a pitfall. Praise God. And God wants us to avoid them. And therefore, he takes the time to address the young ones, young men, young ladies, young at hearts, those who are denying that they are getting old, every one of you is important to God and God takes time to address your issues. Praise the Lord. Look at posing the question, how can a young one stay pure? Praise the Lord. So God wants us to be pure. Praise the Lord. And immediately we see the answer. The answer is what? The answer is what? The answer is by obeying the word of God. Now when you study God's word, you understand that there is power in purity. There is power in purity. Praise the Lord. Just like there is praise, there is power in praise. I put it like this. Praise is packed with power. Praise God. When you praise God, the presence of God is manifested. When the presence of God is manifested, something starts happening all over. Praise God. With the presence is ushered with the power of God. So God's people should be people who are praising people. Praise God. Likewise, there is power in purity. Praise the Lord. God is holy, is pure. Praise the Lord. And he expects his children to be holy, to be pure. Praise God. When you keep your life pure according to God's word, there is a power that flows through your life which allows you to tap into the resources or tap into the promises of God for you. I'll prove it as we go on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the psalmist, what he does is he turns his his attention, he's drawing his attention to the young ones and he's saying, listen guys, there is, pure, there is a purifying power that is available that is through God's word. How can you keep yourself pure? By obeying the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. How can a young one stay pure? By obeying your Word. So God expects us to be pure. In other words, using the Bible language, he expects his people, his children, young and old alike, to live a life that is holy. Praise the Lord. How many of you guys like the word holy? 
People don't like the word holy anymore. They like the generic words, you know, like talk about purity. Let's talk about, you know, but that's the word that Bible uses. And we know, we know that we ought to rise up to the standard that God has for us. And for us, number one, when we obey God's word, what does God's word do for us is it exposes us or it opens an avenue for us to get to know God intimately who is pure. Praise the Lord. The word of God unveils the revelation of who God is. The word of God unveils the nature of God. And when we abide by the word of God, we are connected to a God who is pure, praise the Lord, who is holy. So God wants us to be intimately connected to him, praise the Lord, intimately connected to him, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. And God's word also helps us to understand the provision that is available for us to retain that purity or to get back on track. What are the provisions that are available for us? Two particular provisions. Anybody? Two provisions. Guys, two provisions that are available for us. What are the two provisions that are available to keep ourselves pure? Holy Spirit, the Word. Is that an answer? Or? Yes, anybody else? Washing by the Word of God, yes. One more thing. The blood of the Lamb. Right, guys, come on. The provision is very important that we know this. Number one, God expects us to be obedient to God's Word. And when you obey God's word, you are walking in his path. But obedience doesn't come easy. Praise the Lord. Obeying means we have to submit ourselves to the voice of the spirit, to the word of God, to the revealed will of God. Praise God. There is revealed will of God. Let me come slowly into it. Okay. All right, so the word of God, the Bible calls it the water of God's word. Praise the Lord. This is, the scripture is the water that washes us. Just like you take a bath every day, take a shower every morning. I hope you do. Praise the Lord. Thank God for all the sprays. <laughs> Smell fresh, even though I am stale. Oops. No. Just like we take shower every morning or evening when the word of God cleanses us. It cleanses us. That's why we got to be people of the word. Number two, the blood of Jesus is available. First John 1, 9. Praise the Lord. When we confess our sins, when we repent of our wrongdoing, the band, and we ask the Lord to cleanse us with his blood. The blood of Jesus is available to cleanse us. Praise the Lord. That's the provision that is available for us. And God wants us to know that he's a God who is involved in pardoning our sins. And the provision is the word of God's word, the word of God, which is the water and the blood of Jesus Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when we, the Bible says, when we abide by God's word, we are able to keep our life free from the taintings, the contaminants of the world. Praise the Lord. God's word has a purifying power. You know the words in John 17, 17. Jesus said, what did Jesus say? Sanctify them. By your word, your word is truth. Praise the Lord. So sanctification by the word is available for the children of God. Praise the Lord. So a young man can cleanse his way by making 
by, by abiding by the word and ease of God. Praise the Lord. So, this being a family day, I want to touch the role of families and parents. We all are very familiar with that verse, Proverbs 22.6. What is that? Train up a child in the way he should. Amen. All the parents know this verse. Yeah, memorized it. I would like to hear the young ones say this. Praise the Lord. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he shall not depart from it. Where does this training need to take place? Home is a divine school. Every parent is a teacher. Your home is a divine school. Where you should take time to talk, to communicate, and to read God's word. Listen, take time now, you won't regret it later. I know all of us are very busy, you know, we are busy. But some things you cannot put it away. And one of that is family devotion. No matter how busy we are, take time to do family devotions. There ought to be a family altar in every one of our homes. Now, I know some of us have conflicting schedule. Both the parents might not be home at night. Or both the parents might not be home at the same time all the time. But whoever is home, it becomes your responsibility to have the time of devotion together with your children. Praise the Lord. It's very important that we have our family altar very systematically, religiously in our home. Praise the Lord. Religiously just means that on schedule. Praise God. Why? Because it creates a platform. It creates an ambience. It creates an atmosphere for an open communication with your children. When you come again and again and again before the scripture to sing, to read, to pray, it creates a platform. It creates an opportunity for you and to your children to communicate what the scripture says about things that are going on in this world. This is very important. Praise God. And parents, if you have not done it, start it today. And children, if you don't see your parents do it in the evening, bug them. Bug them and say, when are we going to pray? Praise the Lord. It's very important that we create that that platform in our homes where we are able to talk to each other. You know, Paul writing to Timothy says this like this. How from infancy you have known the scripture that makes you wise unto salvation. How from infancy you have known the scriptures that makes you wise unto salvation. That means Timothy's grandma and mother was involved even when the father figure was missing from the picture. Why am I bringing this up? Sometimes there will be a home when either one of the parents might be missing from the picture. Even if that happens, we have to be diligent to transmit God's word that makes them wise unto salvation. Many a times we just want them to be 
street smart. We just want them to be wise according to the worldly standard. But God's word says we want to make sure that they are wise unto salvation. Because everything else will fade away with time. Those who have received Christ as their savior, they will last forever. The world and his desires will pass away. But he who does the will of God shall live forever. Praise the Lord. So it's important that we have that platform in our home. Don't push everything to children's church and cornerstone kids and encounter. and Those things are good. They are secondary. They are enforcing what the home is already putting it into force. Praise the Lord. So don't push it to the church, but you do your part. God will enable every one of us to fulfill what he wants us to do. Ruth Belgram, um, the late Ruth Belgram, wife of evangelist Billy Graham, she writes in a memoir like this. Her parents used to be missionaries to China. And Ruth, every day she used to run from upstairs. She used to come down for breakfast. And when she would come down for breakfast, she would always see her dad reading the Bible and meditating God's word. And she always wondered, how can a man who is so busy, her dad was a surgeon, a missionary surgeon in a hospital in, in China. She would always wonder, why does he spend so much time, he's so busy, why does he spend so much time with God's word? And in the evening, she would see her mother, after finishing all her work, would spend hours reading God's word. That made Ruth Bell Graham to ask her, why do people I love the most and the people who love me the most spend so much time in God's word? That caused her to start exploring God's word and she got herself immersed in God's word. There is power in being an example. And God expects all of us as parents to be examples to our children so they can watch and see that we give importance to reading God's word. We give importance to prayer. They have to see that in our lives. Without you knowing, it's going to have a tremendous impact upon their life. An impression that is impressed upon them that you cannot remove it no matter what you do. Praise the Lord. I pray that God will enable us, praise the Lord, to, to be that kind of role models that God wants us to do. So what does the word of God do to the young man? How can a young man keep himself pure by obeying the word of God? The word of God, it does this. It allows us to know the will of God concerning our lives. Some will of God is explicitly written in the scripture. Some will of God you have to find in your journey with Jesus. Praise the Lord. But there are will of God that is specific to all of us. That is applicable to all of us. Let me just read one that is applicable to all of us. Okay. First Thessalonians 4, 3 to 5. Paul says like this. This is the will of God. Your sanctification. What is the other word for sanctification? Anybody? Purification. Very good. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. Hey. First, we said the word does this what? It exposes us to God. It gives us a revelation of God. When you have a revelation of God, what it does is it helps us to govern our life. It helps us to conduct our business in such a way that God is pleased with our lives. Praise the Lord. Look what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. 
Listen, there is a difference between people who know God and people who do not know God. If I come to church, will I know, would I just simply know God? Yes or no? Yes or no? If I just come to church, would I just simply know God? To know God is to have an intimate relationship. It takes time, it takes effort, it takes yielding, it takes submission. And when you know God, what happens is it affects your life and your conduct. Praise the Lord. Here, the Bible is saying God wants us to know his will. And his will is what? Our sanctification. And here in this context, Paul is saying sanctified from what? That you abstain from sexual immorality. And that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. So God wants us to become people who can control our bodies. Praise the Lord. God wants our bodies to be instruments of righteousness. Instruments of righteousness that fits in the hand of a holy God. When God wants to use you and me as an instrument... If he has to lay hold of my life and your life, he expects our life to be what? To be what? Holy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He wants us to control our own bodies in holiness and in honor rather than a, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles do. Praise the Lord. So there is this initial step in life. What is the initial step in our faith journey? We start by repentance and confession of our sins. And we start our relationship with Jesus. When we confess our sins, we repent of your sins and we put our faith in Jesus and the finished work on the cross of Calvary and his righteousness is imputed into us and we start our journey. As we start our journey, there is voices that beckon us from every end. Hey, come over, come over, come over. Hey, why don't you try this? And it's always alluring us, appealing us, using our senses to go and indulge like the heathens who are, who are motivated by their passionate lust. God wants us to know the difference between it. And temptations in life is real. The Bible says it's real. But for God's people, you need to know what the word of God says as it's written in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. So if any one of you guys are being tempted, all of us will be tempted. All of us have been tempted and would be tempted. It is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way so that you may be able to bear it. In other words, if you hang on to him, if you hold fast to him, he will make a way out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, God wants us young people, old people, everyone to abstain from any form of immorality. I wish I will have the time. I'm going to, let me see if I can zoom past. So, I want to present before you two characters from the Bible. All right? Two characters from the Bible. Can you tell me who the two characters might be? Oh, thank you. So I don't have to even preach, you know, Joseph. What is the other character? Who? Daniel. Who? Who? Say it, it doesn't matter. I might take your cue and just preach that. I've done that before. Because you guys can give me some stuff that, you know, I'm just like, wow, really? Yeah, that's a good one. Let's go there. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay, we'll come. We'll go to... We'll touch Joseph. Joseph had a trying season in his life. Remember we said, God wants us to reach the pinnacle of promises. 
But between the pinnacle of promises and the life journey, there are pitfalls. The pitfalls are in there so that you will never reach that height. Praise the Lord. Now imagine Joseph. What was the pitfall that was being prepared for him? What was the pitfall that was being prepared for him? Come on, we are church. It's in the Bible. I'm not saying anything that's not in the Bible. If it's in the Bible, it's meant to be taught. Okay? Somebody had the hearts for him, right? I mean, this guy was a handsome-looking guy. So sometimes, I don't know, I mean, some of us have to look in the mirror and say, Thank the Lord I'm not handsome. You don't know what the other guys are facing, boy. The assault they are facing. And some of you girls have to look at them. Thank God I'm not that beautiful. There's always a reason to praise God, guys. You, know? you don't know what they are facing. The assault they are going through. So this guy was a handsome looking dude, the Bible says. And the woman, she put her eyes on her. And she started wooing him. Day after day, the Bible says. I want to draw your attention to this young man. One day, after wooing him, she trapped him. She cornered him, got a hold of him. And that's when Joseph throws out the conviction that was embedded in him. What was the conviction? Praise the Lord. With every violation of God's word, listen to this carefully. With every violation of God's word, it is God word and it is man word. In this, this violation, there was a God word and there was a man word. The God word is what Joseph is uttering. How can I sin against God? This, is a do- this should be a dominating factor that is embedded and downloaded into every young man and every young lady. It's very important that you know. And that comes with your relationship with God. When you have a tight relationship with God, you don't want to do anything that Offense him. Praise God. When you have a tight relationship with him, you know, the Bible says, do not grieve the spirit. So the Holy Spirit that indwells us can be easily grieved. Have you ever been grieved? Then you know what I'm talking about. And the Holy Spirit is very sensitive, pure, and holy. And he can be grieved. Praise the Lord. Joseph is saying, how can I do something that will offend my God? How can I sin against him? So that's God word. And then there is a man word. There is a boss over him. And he doesn't want to do anything that will breach that trust between employer and employee. Young men, young ladies, sexual sins are real. Sexual temptations are real. And God wants us to know these things. And the scripture teaches us what is off limits. The scripture teaches us what? What is off limits? Do you know what is off limits? If you don't know what is off limits, you read the scripture. It will teach you what is off limits. And when we stay within the boundaries that God places in our lives. Remember we gave out that book called Boundaries. You remember the author? We gave it out in the Sunday school classes. We need to know the boundaries that God has set for us in every part of our life. And when we stay within the boundaries, it's always a blessing. We reach the potential, the height that God has placed upon our life. 
Praise the Lord. As far as Joseph was concerned, for him, the key to avoiding this kind of allurement was what? Was his relationship with God. Praise the Lord. As young people, young and old, everyone experiences temptation in very, very unique ways. Especially, this is the word that is touching the young people, so I want to touch there. You know, we hear about lots of, lots of love that's floating. Thank God for Valentine's Day and all the love is floating in the air. True love. True love. What is true love? Praise God. True love. As a young man and a young lady, I want you to know the script, scripture wants you to know what true love is. True love waits. True love does what? It waits. Praise the Lord. If it's not waiting, it's premature love. Waiting always sounds boring. Listen. What are we talking about? We're talking about what the Bible is talking about. The Bible promotes, I'm gonna, I want you to listen to this carefully. The Bible promotes sexual abstinence. Sexual abstinence isn't a popular concept anymore. We don't want to wait, wait for anything in our culture. But the scripture is counterculture. The scripture doesn't go with the flow of the culture. The scripture has its own culture. It's a heavenly culture. Praise the Lord. And the scripture says that as young men and young ladies, there we have to do what? There has to be sexual abstinence. Praise the Lord. Meaning, you as a young man, you as a young lady, you need to learn to wait. Praise the Lord. We live in a world of instant gratification. I always say the Bible doesn't promote instant gratification. Neither does the Bible promote delayed gratification. The Bible promotes timely gratification. Praise the Lord. Our attitude regarding sex is very important. And remember, I said family devotion. In your family devotion, you have to discuss these things. You have to. If you don't discuss it, they will have a perverted view from outside. You have the opportunity to tell them what the Bible says. When we don't say what the Bible says, someone else will say the perverted version and they will believe the perverted version because most of the people don't want to look what the scripture says. Praise the Lord. So you should take the time. Your family devotion should be a place where you break the taboos. You have to break the taboos in your family devotion. That's the place where you can have the community to say, what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. Our attitude regarding sex is very important. Don't think that everybody is going to wait. You have to tell them the Bible says, wait. According to, I'm going to read out a, a poll that was taken. According to Roper Organization poll, only 49% of American women believe sex before marriage is immoral. Now, when you hear about men or women, I always say for a fall, for every woman, there is always a, there is always a, come on. People talk about infidelity all the time. The other day somebody asked me, why are men so perverse? I said, I don't have the answer for why men are always perverse, but I always say for every man there is a, hello. I know, the culture is changing. In the past we used to say for every man there is a woman. Let me read on. 49% of American women believe sex before marriage is immoral. Down from 65% who believe that in 1970. 
About half also indicated that there is no reason a single woman should not be able to have children and raise them on their own. Though only 15% said such behavior would be, would be acceptable for their own daughters. In other words, they don't want their daughters to go through that. They don't want their children to go through that. Now, when you promote abstinence, you will be tagged old-fashioned. You will be tagged. You don't go along with the time. But waiting for God's timing could be awesome. I want every young man in this church who is not married to wait. Every young lady in this church who is not married to wait. Praise the Lord. Bible gives it very, it gives top priority. Praise the Lord. The Bible speaks against sexual immorality. Praise the Lord. And that means premarital sex is, is, is. Waiting for your husband, waiting for your wife is not passive but it is very active it is very challenging it could be very adventurous but it also shows your commitment to God and his word and commitment to your future spouse the greatest gift a husband a young man can give to the lady that he's getting married to is keeping himself pure the greatest gift a young lady can give to her future husband is keeping herself pure. You might not get the applause of the crowd. But I want to make a quote from Warren Worsby. The applause of the crowd is not always the approval of the Lord. If you are unmarried, have you decided to abstain from Sexual activity until your wedding day arrives. Would you make a commitment that you would keep yourself pure for your future spouse? That's the best gift that you can give. It's a bigger and a better gift than thousands of dollars worth rock that you're going to put on each other's fingers. But if you are married... Have you decided to remain true to your spouse no matter who comes along with an easy and an attractive offer? Praise the Lord. Joseph stood his ground. And so what happened? The enemy could not derail him from the track that God had put him through every pitfalls, he was able to navigate and reach the pinnacle that God promised him. How? Because the fear of God was active in him. And that's what the word of God does. The fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It helps you to navigate from the pitfalls. We live in a world and in a culture that everything is so easily accessible. Our young ones have devices with them. They can easily access explicit materials that will contaminate their mind and will put them on the wrong path. God help them. God help them. But what can you do? You can probably put a filter on it. Let me quick. Point your attention to another young man in the scripture. Is the young man in Proverbs chapter 7. I want you to go home. I don't have the time to read it out. I want you to go home and read Proverbs 7. Every young man, every young lady, every young kid, boy and girl, go home and read Proverbs 7. If you have not read Proverbs 7, read it over and over and over and over again. Because you don't want to fall in that ditch. So friends, reading from message, I'm not going to read the whole chapter. You should read the whole chapter. 
So friends, listen to me. Take these words of mine most seriously. Don't fool around with a woman like that. Don't even stroll through our neighborhood. Countless victims come under a spell. She's the death of many a poor man. I want you to listen to this carefully. The Bible calls this young man senseless. Senseless. You could be sensible and you could be senseless. This young man is called senseless. His name is not written. But the Bible calls him senseless. This is what the Bible says. What the woman is doing. She runs a halfway house to hell. Who? She runs a halfway house to hell. Fits you out with a shroud and a coffin. Ooh. How can a young man keep himself pure by obeying the word of God? Young and old, everyone should obey the word of God. Nobody's exempt. Nobody's exempt from the snares and the traps of the evil one. Praise God. If you have read Kent Hughes' Discipline of a Godly Man, you should read it again. Again, we have given this out book to our students from Sunday school. If you have read it, read it again. If you have not read it, you should read it. Every parent should make sure that their child reads discipline of a godly man. At least bring it to them. Put it on your table. Put it on your shelf. Because everything that we have, nobody, everybody's not going to read it all of a sudden. Interesting, the other day, one of the young ladies of this church told me that she picked up a book that was given in 1993 when I was the president of PYFA. And she said, Pastor, it took me decades to read that book. At least you give them a chance when you have the book at home. Am I not reading? Because reading is, is a lost art. But you don't know what you're missing. So, from that book, I'm going to read out few questions as we conclude here. Number one, are we being desensitized by the present evil world? Do things that once shocked us now pass us by with little notices? Have our sexual ethics slackened? Number two, where do our minds wander when we have no duties to perform. Number three, what are we reading? What are we watching? Are there books or magazines or files in our library or in our CPU that we want no one else to know about it? Do you have a secret, questionable stash of materials in your home or in your office. What are we renting from our red box? How many hours do we spend watching television? What are we streaming? The next one might hurt. It's a quote I'm reading because I think it's applicable. How many murders did you watch? How many did we watch with our children? How many adulteries did we watch last week with our children, without our children? Many people claim that they are not involved in anything, but if you are watching, How many chapters of the Bible did we read last week? How many prayer meetings did we attend last week? Remember we talk about the provision, cleansing provisions? Fellowships play a major role 
in tapping into the provisions that God has. Your presence here is not accident. Maybe this is making you feel uncomfortable. That's okay. This is something that we need to hear. If we don't speak, someone else will speak and you might have a perverted version. Praise God. We're going to pray. As we close our eyes, I want you to ponder on a few things that we talked about. We want our young people to live a life that is pure. We want our children to live a life that is pure. But we want to be an example to them. That doesn't mean that we are perfect. And for that, we have a provision in the scripture. If we have faltered, if we have slipped, God makes the provision available for us. You don't have to live under guilt forever. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. The reason that the Bible talks about this clear and loud is not to put you under the bondage of guilt, but to get you out of guilt by applying the blood of Jesus and the word of God, which is the water of God's word, which, which cleans us crisp and white and clean. Praise God. Hallelujah. You don't have to go back again. Don't let Satan deceive you into taking you into that old thought that you faltered once. When the enemy reminds you that you faltered once, you remind the enemy that Jesus paid it all for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Will we take active steps in our homes? That we will talk. That we will read the scripture. That we will pray. We will have devotion time. And our devotion time platform will be a place where we are able to exchange. Breaking the taboos that are in place. Can our children see in us. A lifestyle of devotion and dedication to the Lordship of Jesus and to our spouses. Praise God. Praise God. How is it possible by obeying the word of God? We're going to stand before the Lord. Am I going to make a commitment? You are given an option to make a commitment. A commitment regarding our own lives. Abstain yourself from sexual immorality. That's about yourself. Number two, about our children, young men, young ladies. We can't control their lives. But we can expose them to what the Bible says. We can talk about them. We can teach them. Or take them to a place where they will teach. Bring them to encounters. Bring them to, to Sunday school. Bring them to our short, so our, our uh, small groups. If you want to make a commitment towards purity. This is not only for young men and young ladies, but definitely they are included. One hand to your chest, to your heart. One hand up to heaven. Would you like to make a commitment today? Lord, I want to keep myself pure for you, for my spouse, for you and for my would-be spouse. 
one hand on your chest one high lifted up to heaven praise god hallelujah now we're going to sing as we sing you talk to him regardless of where you are talk to him remember if there is faltering and failures god thank god there is pardon available and that means the provision has been made known you can wherever you are standing tap into that provision tap into that provision and walk out of this place scot free not with a guilt hanging over your head every time the enemy taking you for a ride when you walk out of this place you walk out with your head held high not because you are perfect but you are pardoned Would you make a commitment Lord I'll be true and faithful to my spouse to my would be spouse Ah thank you Jesus Talk to him as we sing a song Praise God hallelujah